day of July 2008. Alan Watt for us for another 60 minutes. Your call's coming up in the next segment. Elliot, Steve, Scott, Lonnie, Pete, and many others. 1-800-259-9231. I thought I'd have Alan Watt on and not just hog him for myself. But uh, let you talk to him. We always enjoy your phone calls, hearing the different topics, the grab bag of issues you bring up. Alan, I, more and more I realize that we can't stress enough that the elite have created a system to mesmerize the public and to put them into a dream state. I mean, the electrodes, the, 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 the EKG show that. That's a fact that's taught in basic media, but the public doesn't even know that exists. I mean, here's a basic, they'll have six video screens behind somebody on CNN, and they'll have a scroll at the bottom, and they'll have a blue mist in the corner, and, uh, I mean, in basic, and there's different layers of propaganda, as you know, I want you to speak to this, we're just going to skip through some of the breaks here for the InfoWars.com listeners and PrisonPlanet.tv viewers, it's too important, I want to let you run with this before we take calls, Alan, uh, but just one layer of the of, of the uh, hypnotism, the mesmerized uh, mesmerization of the population. This is in textbooks. Is you'll have eight nine different forms of data, different video feeds, different things on one screen, and your conscious mind can't track it all, but your subconscious can. So it immediately, for you to be able to even grasp that, you are instantly brought into a subconscious. Mode. Then you have the TV flicker rate. Uh, you have uh, then the overt propaganda of how they're twisting semantically, what they're saying, what they're doing. Uh, and you put that all together. I, I mean, I will become mesmerized in a few minutes. Uh, and that's why I don't watch hardly any television. I, 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 I will listen to it like a radio, and then it's just annoying hearing the semantical propaganda. And so I want people to know, I mean, it's, we don't just say that video games put you into a lower-than-dream state and a natural state of oxygen-starved narcosis. That's major studies. Just type that. Uh, you know, long-play video games mimic death in the brain. That's a mainline story about it. And, and, but, but I believe, seeing the elite themselves, that they were not immune to this. That, that there is a group consciousness, whatever you want to call it, a feedback loop, their cultural interactions, whatever you want to say, they're watching TV too. And I believe the elite have been caught in their own trap and that now not, they're not just tearing down our intellects, they are tearing down their own and that it looks like humanity's caught in a black hole intellectual uh, vortex and that we are being dehumanized, and it looks like the elite themselves have uh, basically fallen into their own pit. Well, it's possible, and what is true, absolutely, is that we, we have been dehumanized. As I say, war was declared a long time ago on the ordinary people, and to bring us down to a very base-type society where we wouldn't mind what, what was done to us next. Once you get to a certain level and morality is stripped and the norms are gone, the norms safeguarded society are gone, and there's no cohesion between society and a me generation, their egocentric in behavior, they're egocentric, they're narcissistic, that's exactly what Bertrand Russell said they would do to society, then there's no cohesion. Cohesion is actually a survival mechanism. And when it's gone, the government then can dictate right down to the individual with no one standing up for that individual, just like George Orwell's 1984, all done uh, by design. But when you, when you also strip all that which is beautiful and necessary for a healthy human psyche and re you replace it with, with stuff which is very debasing, everything is very debasing, uh, 
Well, they're now replacing, even beautiful women are getting into it, uh, ug- ugliness, death, sickening things next to beautiful yeah. things uh, mm-hmm. to transfer us over into thinking uh, the gross is beautiful. We, we've watched, and again, the CIA funded this, uh, fetuses put into jars of urine and put on display in museums and art galleries. We've seen corpses dried out, flayed corpses strung on wires. They're touring the U.S. right now. And people are going in to pay to watch these corpses hanging on wires in grotesque positions. And that's just the public being trained for their extermination to think it's beautiful. That's correct. And, and until you have no idea what is natural, beautiful, and so on, you have this bizarre, almost a, a circus-type uh, mind with the music in the background, this odd music. And we see beautiful women mutilating themselves now, trying to be ugly. Mm-hmm. And this is a complete takedown of society. Remember... To, to bring order out of chaos, you must, and this was always the communist idea too, and we know that communism was set up by the West as a dialectic, but to destroy, you must destroy all of the old values, completely eradicate them and bury them before you can bring in the new society. And that is what has been happening. It's been underway. Well, Alan, you just talked about Zbigniew Brzezinski. You just talked about uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski saying we were not able to think. Um, You're absolutely right. And, in fact, in his grand chessboard, he said the public is so disunified by design, so unable to be cohesive against us by design, that we will only reunify them by staging giant terror attacks mm-hmm. that will only briefly, in a kind of hive mind, you know, like we're roaches, unify us to go in a certain direction against the foreign nations that we want to, the final countries we want to take down. Yes, because they have to bring a primitive culture along. They've created, as say, a generation for this particular era who are only too willing to put on the big black uniforms and get the big guns to finish off the job of standardization of the planet into one system. That's what's going on across the world. Those countries that did, that did not belong to the World Bank, that didn't use usury, etc., uh, are being demolished and everyone is being standardized. The first a United Nations agency that comes in once that's accomplished ab- abroad is UNESCO that is sworn to bring in a, a unified educational culture across the world for new world citizens. So this is what it's all about in the, in the end. They will not tolerate anything that's different outside the standardized society. And uh, it's a horror show which is underway. And it's well-funded, well connected is intermeshed so perfectly well it's incredibly intermeshed now would you agree the globalists are also the 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 world architects are also selling us with sick art and degeneracy and blood and death not just because they want to neutralize our life force uh uh, uh you know main main drive or priority uh, propulsion system of love and decency and building and honor but also the globalists are interbred psychopaths to them it really is beautiful so they're just so changing. And they've found studies with psychopaths. They have the oddest art on their walls, um, stuff that seems nihilistic to us. Um, they, they kind of enjoy. They do have a different way of seeing everything in, in life. Um, they have no guilt about anything they do. Okay, Alan, I want to uh, take us back into the main broadcast right now. And... 
for the listeners out there, we just skipped that last break. PrisonPlanet.tv viewers had a chance to hear it and see it. We were talking about how the elite are replacing everything with death and destruction, not just to neutralize the public and to, uh, you know, because if you love death, you won't stand up for your neighbor when they're kidnapping their kids uh, with CPS. Uh, or when the SWAT team's murdering you, you know, it, it's a good thing. But also because the elite think that's beautiful. You know, they think that's great. Uh, and Alan was finishing up talking about that. Then I wanted, uh, with him to get into the carbon tax, how they want to use that as this global umbrella with social workers to micromanage every level of our lives. How in England and now in the U.S. they want licenses for parents. If you want to hug your child in public, you'll be arrested for pedophilia. Um, major papers reporting toddlers who dislike spicy food are racist. The police are called. They feed a two-, three-year-old hot curry. Uh, they, if they say yuck, they're then put in, 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 in a criminal database for life. This is, I mean, making all normal behavior criminal. Uh, and it's meant to be insane, meant to sound crazy, to push all barriers to end all barriers. But let's quickly, because I want to go to calls, Alan, and love picking your brain here. Uh, just great talking to you. Let's go back here and uh, finish up with this love of death, selling us on, like, you know, Schwarzenegger loves art of dead babies. Uh, you know, I, I talked about seeing a PBS with Kevorkian with his art, demons eating babies. Uh, and and it, this runs through the elite. When I was at the uh, hotel where the Bilderberg Group was meeting the day before they got there, the paintings were of children, rich children with black circles around their eyes that looked dead. And it was like, this is like a joke out of a horror movie like some crazy hotel would have. But but see, that's beautiful. Dead children, and that's basically what they were, dead children dressed up with their eyes open on the walls. And I got video of this. That's beautiful to them. You know, pale skin, uh, big black circles, uh, the uh, the uh, gums pulled back from around the teeth, uh, basically pictures of dead little girls. That's beautiful to them, isn't it, Alan? It is. And that's when you, you really have to wonder what is in these people. Uh, we use the term psychopath because it's the easiest way to describe them in today's society. Um, we are living in a society today that is very, very confused. Um, people are trying to wake up and to be misled by very well-trained pied pipers all over the globe. But if you come back to, to this odd phenomenon of, of what is in these people. Um, they're demonically possessed in some way. Uh, there's certainly, um, as I say, psycho psychopathy simply gives you an, uh, a scientific explanation of symptoms, which which were used to be called demonically possessed. In other words, utterly evil. And at least in days gone by, people could recognise what evil was. Today, in uh, an age of moral relativism, they think that anything goes, anything is okay. It's all different opinions. Yours is as good as mine, etc. So we're living with all this open evil manifesting, as I say, with even dead corpses on display for art to, to make it money. We, we see that, that the abortion industry is rampant across the planet. Um, they're now making CBC movies with taxpayers' money on the man, uh, Morgenthaler, who started the abortion industry in Canada. He's now a hero. Just like Kinsey was elevated to be a hero, a man with incredible sexual perversions himself. He also murdered his son. He murdered, yeah. 
and brags and, about it. It's, oh, he murdered his son. How beautiful. He yeah. starved him to death in a torture chamber. Oh, my mm -hmm. God, it's so good. And, and Kinsey oh. himself, who, who literally changed the, the, the sexual morality of, of men and women because people read these books and thought, well, geez, if these are normal men and women, I'm missing out somewhere. I'm not so promiscuous. And so it was to guide the society into hyper-promiscuity, which, again, they knew would help destroy family units. You wouldn't need family units. They would, they would die. Well, you wouldn't be satisfied either with it. And then, of course, you find out really how unhappy you are. Uh, getting back to uh, this whole culture of death, uh, I mean, is there any way out of this, Alan? I, I, I mean, on the good side, how do you see things unfolding? On the bad side, how do you see things unfolding? Those, I've always said this, those who are not teenagers anymore, and who can still think and who have done their homework and really gone into all of this and studied it well, we're the last generation that can verbalize this to anyone. The youth growing up have had more intense conditioning than any previous generation. They've had more shots and oculations than anybody before them. And they're, they're, they're kind of damaged. So it's up to those, as we, who are conscious today in society to do this battle. It's all up to us. And I say that if we can regain, we can regain our natural humanity and our humanitarian instincts, bring them back into play, because that's what's been under attack all these years. That's what makes us truly human, which is a survival mechanism for us all. If we can bring that back and stop being so selfish, the me generation, the, the egocentric, narcissistic generation, then we have a chance. If we don't, if we go along with this, this me first and you're cut off from everyone else, we'll all go down together. And, and to be clear, I agree with you. And then let's get into the what's going to happen on the bad side if we can't. What the mm -hmm. choice here is, uh, the different Roman historians wrote about it, pro and con, that, that you had the, and as the empire got more and more corrupt, fell apart more and more, got more and more abusive, they would have more and more games until yeah. it was, wasn't just once a month, it was once a week, then it was five times a day. It, mm -hmm. and, and even though you might be thrown in with the lions next week, or your child might be, it didn't matter because narcissistically you could go sit in the bleachers next to the emperor, yep. next to the Caesar, and you could see people being torn apart. And it's a narcissistic power trip to see those dead Chinese dissidents on display and laugh at them or to see human bodies dried on wires and giggle and snicker and ooh it's it 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 it's you know and 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 uh it's fun to see fetuses in 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 in, in containers of urine and and laugh at the little human and laugh at I'm alive I'm doing good uh you know uh, and so what's happening again is they are glamorizing each individual being cornered and having our guts ripped out, so the system, so we don't have instincts to defend ourselves individually or others. And yeah. so we think we're saving ourselves by not caring about anybody. The yuppies always have that attitude and they'll laugh at you. Well, I'm doing fine. When really their own defense mechanism by not caring for others, well, they don't care about you either. You're now shields wide open. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only defense we have is to retain our natural humanity. And our natural, our natural abhorrence to see humanity debased uh, and put into jars of urine. Uh, at one time, you know, life was regarded as sacred and 
this has nothing to do with what I'm about to say with, with the pro and, 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 and against abortion. But I knew when abortion came along, the real intent was, was to debase society and to devalue human life, all human life. And that's what the entire green movement's about. And let me be clear here. Listen to me, environmentalist. It is natural to care about your environment. It is natural to want to have clean air and water. But the globalists are viciously, as fast as they can, destroying the human uh, genome, the, the, the world's uh, genome, the true biosphere, toxic waste, radiation, super weapons everywhere. And then they give you the fake system of let's tax what animals put off, carbon dioxide that is a life gas, total fraud, to train you that humans are bad. And that's what they teach. They teach in all the public schools that there's too many of us, we must die. They have the kids play lifeboat and spaceship, and there's only enough room for five, six people on the lifeboat. Four of us have to die. Who's going to die? Then the captain decides who dies, i.e. government decides who dies. I mean, this is so diabolical, folks, what he's saying. They are taking your, they are teaching you that your life force prime directive for the species is a, is a bad thing when it is the, the fulcrum of exploration and creativity and what humanity is. It is a direct assault on the species life force, not just the individual. Alan Watt? That's correct. And what the, 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 the example you gave there about the, the lifeboat uh, everyone who is chosen to die is chosen to die in order of less importance to society, which is exactly what they're talking about for the future societies in their sustainable development campaigns. Uh, who is uh, necessary to keep alive to serve society and who is the useless eater? And it all starts with a, on your car, what, uh, what bio credit it has, what score in footprint it has. We're all being taught. We're on a ration now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to, to accept that, oh, yeah, just, I guess there's just too many of us. We're useless. And you, the victim, see, this is about mocking the victim. In this occult system, which is a religion at the top, which is also a science, they must get the victim to accept his own death it's like George Orwell at the end after all the torturing he becomes he comes to love Big Brother he wants to be killed in fact he's at the Chestnut Cafe and and, and he's hearing the BS media report about another fake war when it's yeah. really a global government and he just says I love Big Brother he cries just like the he cops cries. being nerve gassed and bioweapon the military being killed they love it yes kill me kill yeah. me government I love you and that's the occult technique where they're now bringing a society around that already have accepted that life has no real value. There's too many people, useless eaters. Even people in the working class are, are bombarded with these nature shows and so on and hear the same messages over Every and over. show, humans are bad. Get the humans. Humans are bad. Yes. And, and so they are having their minds altered gradually that, yeah, I guess, you know, they'll have to eventually start killing us off. And so the victim agrees to his own execution. And by the way, Alan, as you're saying, exactly, everyone you talk to, I mean, they're like, well, of course we we have to kill humans. Of course we have to die. Okay, they did create AIDS, but there's too many of us. And I'm like, hey, you little dumb, yuppie bastard. Yeah. They're putting cancer viruses in your vaccines, you idiot. When you're dying of cancer at 25 or 30 or 40, or your child's born deformed, it ain't funny. You got it? It's you they're killing. You're not part of the elite. I want to skip this break, too, with Alan Watt. We'll come right back with your calls. I got my word.
All right, Alan. Yes. This is on the Internet and being made as a live webcast, so it's about a tenth of the audience, but but it's also important because it gets magnified on the web, so we'll come back in four minutes and take calls. But right now, I've been jumping in so much, it's always dynamic to talk to you because we're on the same page. You know more, I know more. It integrates, uh, and, and it's great we can finish each other's sentences because that's social proof for folks that don't check what we say. If they did, they'd find out it was true. It, it, you know, it, uh, To the average dumbbell, I'm saying that's what you are out there, some of you, to hear me finish your sentences and you finish mine, is proof to them in some type of monkey speak, uh, but uh, and I'm doing that at a primitive level instinctively, but it's very effective to try to unlock them from the prison. We're in a race to unlock you folks, or we're all dead. You understand? Uh, We've got a race to wake you and others up. We don't have time. Uh, but, but but I wanted you to put a plea out to them of what life will be like if we don't reverse this. you got three minutes. We know from the meetings they had at Loyola University, World Science Meetings, funded by the U.S. Department of Commerce because we're all owned as, as economic units. And they brought the top bioengineers over to do with the brain chip, for instance. And uh, Newt Gingrich kicked that off. He gave the first speech. That seems to be his area that he's in charge of. And the scientists from Tokyo said that the brain chip is ready to be used. All we have to do now is convince the public through the writings of novels, through science fiction shows, etc., and the little releases in science magazines to accept the brain chip and how positive it will be. He said, but once they have it, uh, there'll be no more individuality. He said, regional computers have been set up to control vast populations throughout the Western Hemisphere. And when it's switched on, it'll be like the hive, not societies we know it, he called it the hive. And you will hear the whispers of many voices of those around you communicating back and forth towards this computer and the computer sending messages back to those around you. He said, and so immediately I, when he, I, I heard that, I said, that is the Borg. That's the Borg mentality. But he, but he stressed it would be impossible for anyone then to think of themselves or have the ability to think of themselves as a separate individual it will be virtually impossible to do well the end of individuality that's what richard and haas said in the uh, early 90s club of rome report he said we're going to use the fake environmentalism as one side of the pincer uh, to teach them to hate themselves so the state can wage war against humanity that's a quote and the other side is stage terror and man, with those two things, oh, run into our arms, run into the state's arms, because the terrorists are going to get you, run into the state's arms, because the earth's dying, and then right there's the enemy just absolutely crushing us. Yes. Do you have absolutely. hope? Do you think we're going to, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people wake up. Uh, do you think we're going to be able to break out of this, or do you think it's going to be a pitch battle? I mean, I don't see things going smoothly for the elite. I do see them currently being able to carry this out, though. Yeah, they can carry it out if they have enough time, if they can keep and maintain control of the Internet. You know, there's a a lot of problems coming up shortly with Internet, too. And um, if they can silence those who are making all the noise and who can put out the truth and verify it with the facts. Yeah. Um, And so what they're doing is putting a background out of infighters. You can always tell a government op or their minions, their repeaters, they mean well, but they're weak-minded. They will always attack, attack. Notice Alan's never attacking other groups. I'm never attacking other groups, saying I'm the best, he's the best, whatever. We're just wake up. Please, it's an emergency. The others spend all their time attacking each other and others. That is an enemy operation. Do you agree, Alan? Oh, yes. 
yeah. We'll talk about that before you leave. We're going back to the full transmission right now. All right, let's go to your phone calls right now, ladies and gentlemen. I had my list of callers here in front of me. Um, who is up first here? I guess let's let's go to uh, let's go to Lonnie in Ohio first. Uh, Lonnie and then Steve, Scott, Elliot, and others. Go ahead. You're on the air, Lonnie, with Alan Watt. Yeah, how you doing today? Good. Um, yeah, well, I thought Russ Feingold was supposed to. Uh... He was supposed to uh, uh, filibuster the uh, FISA bill. Um, he made all kinds of promises on Link TV about it. But, yeah, I mean, the conspiracy, I mean, it runs so deep, and it's not even a conspiracy. It it, it runs so deep what they're going to do and what they're going to try to do pretty soon. And um, we got to deal with it in a different way, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is there some website where we could just list where these guys are at at all times, everybody we know who's in Bilderberg? So we can just, instead of them being on us, we'll be on them. Well, here's I mean, the deal. I'm trying everything I can to make films, have websites, have guests on. We have the Secret Service here again Monday. I'm being followed, death-threaded. And then people are always saying, can you do this, can you do that? Hey, folks, I always get critiqued. I tell you guys, go out and do it. Uh, listing where Bilderberg is... Uh, I mean, this is a self-fulfilling operation. They sit in the seats of power, but it's institutional. Uh, it, 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 it feeds itself. It, it's a self-replicating perpetual motion machine. Alan, you want to explain that to him? Yeah, it is. I mean, there are people out there who have the time to do these kind of things themselves. They're always looking for leaders uh, because the American culture, especially true Hollywood creation who gave the culture it always gives you the lone gunman who rides into town and sorts it all out for everyone else. And people always tell me, Alex, you're not leading properly. I'm yeah. not saying I'm your leader, folks. I'm just saying we're under attack. Go ahead. People have to learn that each one of you out there is a leader, and you have as much responsibility to do your bit as everyone else, and you very, can do it. You very can do true, it. but I'm saying with the the individuals that that you have that mic right now, you have that power right now. I know See, you're again, trying he, to touch people, and and even with myself, I I've, I mean I've been watching mm -hmm. this go on. And but I don't and think you're computing, sir. You just keep saying we've got the power. You can do it. No, we can't. I appreciate your call, and I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to explain to you, sir. I am working as much as I can. I am doing. I'm, I'm getting a bigger office, trying to up our game. The world's a big, complex place, it, and I, every day I'm told you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm doing. Look, folks, you want to do something? Get in game. Get Terror Storm. Get uh, Truth Rising. Make five thousand copies. I know there are wealthy people listening right now. Uh, you know, uh, make ten thousand copies of my film. Give them to everybody in your town. Uh, get Alan Watts CDs. Give them to people. Tell them about this radio show. That's how we've had the effect. I mean, the good news is we had. Oh, I guess, uh, you know, 50, 60% of people a few years ago supporting government. Now it's less than 10%. We are discrediting them. But you can't expect us to do it all, Alan. And that's true. And people have to start, I'm not kidding, very quickly saying no to the obtrusions that are coming into their lives, to the ridiculousness of this bend down and expose yourself at, at checkpoints and all the rest of it. We've got to, as I say, re regain our humanity our self-respect, we've got to take it back very quickly because we adapt to the species very, very easily and, uh, and very quickly into the new systems. We can't allow this to go on any longer until the abnormal is now normal and we're completely dehumanized. Exactly. And, 
We have to, folks, the solution is you literally handing out pamphlets and, and films to everybody uh, once a week in your neighborhood. The, the, the answer is uh, posters everywhere saying something's wrong. America's a police state. The answer is banner hangs. The answer is calling in to talk radio. The, I mean, folks, I work 18 hours a day. Uh, lately, I haven't been. I've cut back a bit because I want to spend time with my family. I'm only working about 10 a day right now. I mean, let's see you activate like an Alan Water and Alex Jones. I mean, let's see you spend five hours a day instead of telling us what we need to do. And I'm not mad at you. I'm just talking straight to you. The, the solution's in the mirror, folks. The solution is in the mirror. Let's go ahead and talk to Stephen Colorado. You're on the air. Alan? Yeah, it's, it sounds rather, Alex, like you're pretty well maxed out already. So, uh, But anyway, um, you know, you had mentioned about uh, people not thinking about the media can... Uh, um, conditioning people not to think uh, on the local radio uh, affiliate here in Colorado that carries Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I've heard Rush say you don't have on on you know one of the the promos for his program. He says you don't have to think, folks. You just have to listen, and that's a perfect example right there of how they just want want you to trust their uh, trust the radio uh, talk show hosts. So, but anyway, I had three questions. First of all. Um, you had mentioned a Wired magazine article on the Marshall Plan, and I was wondering what, do you know what issue offhand that it is? It was called the Marshall Plan. I've given you the name of the article. And then the second one is, you had mentioned um, that Alvin Toffler was the mentor for, for Newt uh, Gingrich? Alvin and Heidi Toffler, yes. What's the other one? Okay. Um, and then, Alan, you had mentioned that nihilistic art was... Stay there, stay there. We're going to keep talking during the break. Uh, keep We're going. Let's go back to him. Uh, keep going um, there, I, uh, Steve. Uh, I mean, ask your third question. i got to let you go to answer all those. Yeah. Um, nihil the nihilistic art, Alan said, was funded by the CIA. Uh, I'm not doubting what you're saying. I'm just wondering where did you – is that written down anywhere? Uh, let me tell you, uh, and, and, and we'll get where he says it. There's hundreds of places. Uh, the Washington Tech editor seven, eight years ago on the show said that the government was funding implantable chips, body modification, body mutilation to get you ready for cybernetics. Alan Watt? Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, and, and the barcodes, too. We saw pictures in, in the airports, even, of guys with shaved heads and barcodes and all of that kind of stuff. That's part of the nihilism. Yeah, they well. have they have smart card ads with a with a hand on a big billboard with clear plastic with a chip in it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's everywhere. The conditioning is everywhere. Well, thank, and I'll thank be putting out uh, um, a, a series on the declassified information from the CIA and MI5 on this very topic in the next few weeks. Yeah, but sir, you were uh, you had another thing about Newt Gingrich and Alvin and Heidi Toffler and their uh, series of books. Gingrich writes about them in his books. Uh, he, I've read two of his books, and he also, back when I had time to do such things a decade ago, he also um, has talked about them in speeches. Oh, okay. All right, well, hey, thank, thank you both very much for the work that you do. What was the other question? Oh, um, well, I was asking about the Wired Mag. It was just the Wired Magazine where you'd mentioned the Marshall. You had said that the title was the Marshall Plan. Yes. Okay, very good. Hey, th well, thanks again. Thank you. I really appreciate your call. Um, I mean, at a certain point, Alan, we're here documenting everything we say. How many lies has government been caught in? How many times have they been caught 
carrying out chemical, biological, lethal tests, killing citizens, killing troops, murdering people. They're illegitimate. They're bankrupt. They're criminal. Uh, I mean, I mean, at a certain point, you know, it's kind of like police when they catch some serial killer and they dig up 40 bodies and they find out he's killed 10 more. They still just charge him for those 40 and give him the death penalty for that. I mean, at a point, it's kind of like, uh, why are, why are we even having to sell this to people? I guess because they're mesmerized. They're mesmerized. They've been given a false reality, mainly through fiction and drama on television. Uh, every, every It was Jax E. Lowell, who in the 1950s, who was one of the top sociologists, and he understood human nature very well. He worked for the big boys. He said that people don't realize that every cop drama or, or movie is pure propaganda. Uh, same with all military movies. They are pure propaganda. Well, here's one layer of that. On cops, everybody's guilty. They only show you the white trash scum. And so the image of the public is scum, who are all criminals. The image of the cops is guys who always get their man and who are good. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're going back live. Main transmission right now. More calls straight ahead right now. We're online now. Continuing with your calls with Alan Watt. Uh, Alan, I want you to, before you leave, we're going to plug his website. I get some of his books and videos. Excellent stuff. Alan, flesh out how the sociologists and top propagandists admit all the cop shows are brainwashing tools. And then I use the example of, on the show Cops, they only show you the white trash scum who's guilty. They always look like hell. The cops are good guys, always get their man. The image is the public's white trash degenerate scum. The police are gods and angels. And it's admitted total propaganda to brainwash us. Meanwhile, the government ships in the narcotics, runs all the major black ops, but the public still is bombarded with that false image. Yes, and Britain led this field of using fiction and drama to alter the perceptions of people to accept authority figures and actually elevate them up into special positions of being almost superhuman, as though these cops and the detectives and the dramas came from different booms and did it all out of altruistic intent. And nothing is further from the truth. Police comprise a paramilitary army within countries whose job it is is to serve their bosses by any and every means possible and they will obey any order they are given this has been proven time after time when countries have been invaded in the past uh uh-uh, best ex- exactly i want you to talk about that but best example was the parish uh, police chief of new orleans his mother was calling him on the cell phone uh, for five days in a nursing home flooded begging for help and even the police chief, ordered by the feds, even though he had jurisdiction, let his mother die. I mean, and he cried about it, but he, his God, was the feds, the drug-dealing, child-kidnapping feds. His mother had to die. Yes. And police, uh, I mean, law, this is another thing, too, were trained through all these fictional dramas and, and movies where they give you a human story. We, we get hooked on the human drama. We identify with the characters. And we're being brainwashed all through the movie. And we forget, as I say, that, that police will enforce any law that comes along the pike. They will do it and say they're just doing their job.
job. And if that means leading you to the wall to be shot, that will be so as well. That's been proven time after time after time. We should not be worshipping people who are there to serve society, and that's been forgotten. All these institutions are supposed to be public servants. And these institutions, one crime they committed that is declassified of thousands in the same area was radiating 4,300 and something Atomic Energy Commission. Uh, the, the federal government uh, you know, has all the documents. I put links to it. It's covered in uh, Endgame. What is the Endgame.com is a full bibliography where a great volunteer put together where every claim we made is, is right there. Imagine, I mean, the will, the steel will to take... 4,300 and something in one program, toddlers from their parents and murder them. And those, and those, 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 those army doctors murdered those children one after the other. And then they were promoted larger cadres. And that's one, one program of thousands. But oh, the government's good. They wouldn't carry out 9-11, Alan, would they? And that's it. That's it. Um, the amazing thing with even 9-11 is the fact they needed the event to happen in 2001, because 2001 was one of their occultic years, and Arthur C. Clarke, uh, Browie's novel in the 60s about 2001, and gave us an occultic story that people think was about space, but it wasn't. It's was a Masonic story, if you follow it. And something and beautiful was going to happen then. Something beautiful, and that's the term that they still use at the top when, in their big speeches. And, of course, we saw that Daddy Bush... Um, praised, uh, he, he, he talked about nine, he, he, he mentioned the, the coming New World Order on September 11th, 1990, and then he gave the following speech a year later, same date, on uh, coming into view, and it would be a New World Order under the rule of law. Law was going to be the big stick to, to help bring it in. And then, of course, we had Brzezinski and others talking the about... The rule of law, not the law of the jungle. Yep. If we're and, successful, and we will be. Yes. And then you have uh, the big players talking about um, a Pearl Harbor event being necessary to moat the public behind them for a major war. And bingo, to get their wish. That's what I wanted uh, to ask you, Alan. Why do you think, we know he's a CFR architect, wrote the Homeland Security Plan, uh, Gary Hart, would publish a letter saying the U.S. government stages terror attacks... Iran, you better do what we say. Don't think because 80% of the public's against attacking you, we won't. We will stage events. And then we went and interviewed him. It's in the film. Uh, we are changed it. It's in the film, uh, the, the new film I just released um, that uh, just now came out, Truth Rising, folks, that needs to be gotten out to folks. I mean, it's a solution, people that are asking. And uh, he just says, yeah, our government stages terror attacks. And yeah. uh, that's what I said. I, I mean, now... They're almost just saying it out in the open now. Why are they doing that? Because they're so arrogant. It's a psychopathic trait. Uh, they live on ego. Psychopaths live on ego. And they do love to, to boast how they pulled off some real, real fast, huge con. They love to boast. It's very hard for them to contain uh, their cleverness to themselves. They love to boast about how clever they are. Now, Gary Hart also is on tape. You probably have it right after 9-11, saying, talking to the CFR, and he says, we can use this tragedy uh, to our advantage to what his, uh, Bush's father talked about and called the New World Order. So they use misfortunes, which they also create, but they also use other ones uh, to, to fall into their path. They, they use all 
great catastrophes to their advantage. And they always believe when they tell the truth they have to add a lie. Bill Clinton, Gary Hart, all of them always say President Bush only said once, knowing it was 244 times on TV in those four years. Mm-hmm. Clinton, all of them say, and, and Bush has said my father only said once in, a, in an article. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, see, they always add. Why do they say Bush Sr. only said once that we were going to have a new world order? Why do they always just add a yeah. lie? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they are, number one, they are born liars. That, that is a psychopathic trait as well. That's why they go into politics and they lie so well without blushing. They do things, even when their life's uh, scandals are exposed to the public, they don't blush because a psychopath is pure ego. He will defend his ego at all costs. And they do it very successfully. They're almost a separate species, you know, uh, the psychopathic class, especially the inbred type who've been born into wealthy families. Yeah, the hyper, the uh, the uh, hyper psychopath. You know, I, I'm beginning to call them the hell force. I think that's the best mm-hmm. way. The elite and their minions, this throng of sickos with their fancy propaganda arms projecting. I mean, it's like a cloaking device. They project yeah. happy clowns and friendly, and but it's just it's just buzz saws and death right behind that hologram, and they're just chewing us up. And I'm going, good God, I've been behind the hologram, I've seen it, but now they've even lowered the cloak, and there's and now they're telling us buzz. Saws or love. Yes, and we've got to remember too when, when we were told right after 9 11, when Rumsfeld came on, backed up by Cheney and others, and they said that this is a hundred years' war. Now that was a legal statement to the public. And this means it's a hundred years to go through the 30 right. years of riots, which the Department of Defense has admitted to. At the end of this hundred years, they hope to have a new civilization. That's right. In fact, they they believe in international and ancient law and, 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 and commercial Roman law, so they always post it, like in the newspaper. That's why they had all those books and TV shows where the government hijacks jets and flies them in the World Trade Center to attack Afghanistan and uses drills as a cover. Yeah. And they tell you, and it's the same thing, we're going to have a hundred-year war, and then they give awards to professors that say they want to kill everybody and then give the professor access to bioweapons labs. And then they say, I've, I've had elitist, you know, at the Capitol and other events where I've bumped into them, uh, come up and say, Alex, they don't want your help. We're going to kill them. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, you, basically they don't want your help. There's nothing they can do. Uh, don't you understand they don't want your help? You know, that's who they are. Uh, and, and it's just so sick. And at the end of this, they hope to have their transhumanist society and uh, have brought forth during this hundred years this new transgender, transhumanist creature that will serve them better and will give them no trouble, won't need entertainment, won't need to, to be rewarded for what it does. It'll be an easily programmed being right out of Huxley's Brave New World. This is the plan. The war isn't just about the Middle East. The war is on the cultures of every country on the planet to alter them all and to get us and to accept us, mm-hmm. our own demise as the old man, the old yesterday's man. And as bad and corrupt as the Muslim nations are, I'm not defending them, they are angel cakes compared. And so when Iran says great Satan, they are actively and incorrectly assessing what runs the West. It's interesting that when they go to Mecca, they used to do two trips, one to the, the, the Kaaba stone. And after that, they all, go, they all went to, up until two years ago, by the way, uh, in Saudi Arabia, they, they, uh, to 
they, they, they then picked up stones and they stoned an Egyptian obelisk that was called the Great Satan. And that was only removed two years ago under the pretext that some of the stones were bouncing back and hurting people. But from ancient times, that symbol, which is high Freemasonry, and that's, that's Washington's monument as well, was understood by the Muslims as to represent the satanic system. But now they're not allowed to throw rocks at it. They must love it. They actually, that's right. Mm. How so dare you not worship? all ages for totalitarianism, for an elitist system, and for a fraternity, a brotherhood who run the world. And they understood that in those countries. Absolutely. It's a big block, the all-seeing eye, crushing the little person who is beneath it. Uh, let's go back to the calls here. Let's talk to Scott in Arizona, then Elliot, Pete, T, and Colin. I want to get to everybody. Go ahead, Scott. You're on the air with Alan Watt. Hey, Alex and Alan. Um, my, my question is uh, more directed towards, like, uh, they, the elitist, of course, they don't control Alex's show. We get the true story on everything that's happening out there. Um, but you got two media outlets out, outside on the mainstream, which CNN and Fox News, and you got two guys, and those media outlets belong to CNN. That would be Glenn Beck and um, Lou Dobbs, who are the only ones that are uh, in those media outlets that are talking about anything to do with like, well, the North well, American Union and stuff. Even Alex put with him, Lou Dobbs in yeah, the film. Yeah, but Dobbs, wonder, Dobbs. Let me just let me just say something. Dobbs has his own contract, and he steals for the war on drugs and a few other bad things. But he's a pretty good guy. Please don't put him in the same grouping as Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck will say we have to fight the new world order. That means you know submitting to world okay. government. I mean, I mean, Beck is really a monster. But go ahead. Okay, well, we, okay, we'll put Glenn back aside, but I just don't understand. The elites control both those media outlets, and actually Fox News talks, and they don't have anybody like that. But CNN does have those They have to have the they, illusion, they have to have the illusion that, that they are fair and balanced. Uh, you, you want to take that, Alan? Yes, uh, it's like, um, you see, everything is fake in the world that's presented to the public because we think and the dialectic, they always, give, they always give you two sides of a story, and you'll pick one, and that'll become your opinion. So uh, I think it was Professor Anthony Hutton, when he was talking about these agencies and societies, he said uh, they'll, the guys from the same club, the same fraternity, will be on opposite stations and appear to oppose each other. Now, this is standard technique, We'd be, and, and average Joe will never think himself beyond that. They, they appear to oppose each other. And this is just a punch and Judy show to give you this or that opinion. But the key is it's always watered down. You know, they'll never tell you get involved, take action, educate others. They'll never give you the larger forms of the New World Order. They'll just, why is the president opening our borders? He sure is dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's to keep you stuck in in the daily present. Lou Dobbs won't tell you. Exactly. Lou Dobbs won't tell you that Bush is a puppet. He'll still play into that control paradigm. Thank you, Scott. Elliot in Ohio. Go ahead. Got to move quick here. Come on, Elliot. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I got a question for you. Who was the biochemist that uh, unleashed anthrax to the to the states? Oh, I've got his name. Uh, he's a uh, Israeli. He's the main suspect. He uh, broke back into the lab even when he didn't have his authorization. We're actually making a. He, I've got his name on the tip of my tongue. Hey, uh, Burmas, come in here. You, you should know. Somebody will call in in just a moment. Uh, you know, they right. tried to blame Hatfield. He was just found. Uh, you know, basically not guilty, just won five plus million dollars. 
And uh, hey, what's the name of the Israeli national who was at uh, uh, who was at the uh, bioweapons lab there in Fort Detrick? And uh, he even even after he was fired, he was back in the controlled area. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure, Alex. All I know is that recently in 2000... This is a memory thing, and see, we're down to the end of the show. Yeah. If I Googled it, everyone's... Uh, I don't have a perfect memory. Let's ask Alan Watt. I appreciate your call, sir. Alan, uh, can you remember who that is? No, it's escaping my, my mind. Oh, I'll just look for it right now. Well, I, I can say this, Alex. You know, Jonathan Pollard was convicted of uh, being a mole inside the U.S. intelligence agencies, and since then, two other people have been arrested in conjunction with that. The latest one about three months ago, and another arrest was made in 2004. The 2004 arrest may have something to do with that, but I'm not quite sure. No, I mean, his name's everywhere. I, I, in fact, I think I know, but I don't want to say the wrong name. Uh, let me see. I'm going to type Israeli anthrax... Uh, scientist. I should find it. I'm just spoon feeding all this. It's so easy to find all this stuff, folks. Uh, the hidden anthrax letter suspect. Oh, uh, no, that's, um, I'll find it right here. What really happens got an area. We've written articles about it. I, 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 my, my memory's not, you know, I'm not an encyclopedia, folks. Uh, Alan, uh, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you always find this though that things come out of the bag after after the. You see, the main intent is to get the whole new world order totalitarian system underway. They don't really care if it begins to unwind and, and it, it gets. Exposed. It's not loading; it's slow as usual. Yeah, what well, once it's out, you know, once it's underway, and we've already adapted to checkpoints and, and ID cards. They don't care if the truth starts to come out. Then that's why you can't let it get any further than it already is. We've got to start taking it back, taking our rights and freedoms back before we're in the worst hellish totalitarian system ever seen on this planet. And the grid is almost in place right now. The grid yeah, we, is almost cannot, in place. You see, we cannot allow ourselves. One generation is growing up right now since 2001 who had never known of a world where terrorism wasn't dominating it and men okay. in uniforms bossed them around. That's right, to keep you safe from the shadowy thing that publicly was funded by the government. Uh, we've got his name, Dr. Philip Zack, okay? Google that, folks. We've done whole shows on it under Philip Zack, and that was on the tip of my tongue. There you have it. Thank you, Barmas. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, folks, and, and if you don't know the name of something, just type Israeli Agent Anthrax. You know, I'm not mad that you called in and asked. It's just... It's on Google. Please find it for yourself. And I'm not mad at people asking. I want them to ask. But have you ever noticed that everybody wants to be spoon-fed? I know. I know. I get so much mail in here, and I don't have time to even point them in the right directions. They have more time to do it than I do. Yeah, I mean, you can better believe that if I'm saying something, you know, it's accurate, it's out there, it can be documented. You know, 98% of the time I'm wrong about 2% of the time. Dr. Philip Zack, Dr. Philip Zack, Dr. Philip Zack, Dr. Philip Zack, Dr. Philip Zack. Uh, we're going to keep talking during the break. I'm going to keep taking calls because we got to let Alan go here in just a moment. Got to have him back up. It's always stimulating, always informative. His website, ladies and gentlemen, cutintothematrix.com. Check it out. Get some of the books and DVDs there. We'll be right back with the final segment with Alan for PrisonPlanet.tv viewers and InfoWars.com stream listeners. We're going to keep talking right now. Go to those streams. Okay, uh, Alan, let's go to the few final calls here because I got a few things I got to plug at the end, so I got to let you go in a moment. I want to thank you for coming on, though, with us. Uh, Pete in New York, fast as you can, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, Alex, uh, I just wanted to let you know that today at 12 noon Eastern time, I was down at Foley Square, downtown Manhattan, with former Senator Mike Gravel, 9 11 family member Bob McElvain, actress Christine Ebersole, Wayne Madsen, 
John Field and a few others in the movement gathered for a press conference to rally support for the New York City 9-11 ballot initiative. There was no media coverage whatsoever, Alex, a complete blackout. And no That's right. You're trying to, uh, to tell folks what the ballot initiative is. Well, the ballot initiative is to get, um, we got about 20,000 signatures so far to get, get, get New Yorkers registered to vote. So in the coming election, um, we could have a, we could choose to have a reinvestigation of the 9-11, uh, tragedy. Yeah. Uh, 84 million Americans, yeah. according to CBS and New York Times poll, uh, agree that there needs to be uh, a reinvestigation of what no, happened. No, man, I, I hear you. That's a sophisticated problem. Uh, if they ever tried to actually investigate that, all the men visiting hookers would suddenly be exposed. Uh, the electioneering uh, in most areas is under electronic voting machine fraud con- uh, fraud system. I'm not saying that what 9-11 Truth and those local folks in New York are doing is bad. It's just I've seen years of their energy put into that and that only. Instead of just, you know, giving somebody a terror storm or an end game or a truth rising will wake them up. And, and I say grassroots, just inform, discredit the system. Instead of spending 90% of our energy begging the establishment to listen to us and to investigate, uh, itself. What do you say to that, Alan Watt? Yeah, well, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, much more has to be done along those lines. And it's not a whole battle because you have so many powers arrayed against you who don't want this information out. And uh, as you say, you, you can have a fantastic meeting, bring great guests along and so on, and the media, the major media doesn't even show up. So the answer is grow the alternative media, defend the Internet. They're trying to shut down through Internet 2, taxation, the end of uh, net neutrality. We are overtaking them. We are already bigger than them in the aggregate. They're in a panic mode. We've got to defend the web and use it like it's not going to be there in a year. Do you agree, Alan Watt? Absolutely, absolutely, because it might not be there if they do get their way. We've seen what Internet 2 is. And they plan to bring on the big companies once again. They get first dibs at it. And then they want you to make you pay for every site that you look into and do away with all the smaller yeah. sites. Yeah, that'll shut down the viral spread of our info completely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to T in Canada. Quickly, T. Uh, well, we're coming back out of break for the full audience. Let's go to T here in just a few seconds. Uh, Infowars.com. And again, prisonplanet.com are the websites. Here we go. the dinosaur. They used to grow corn in Kansas. Now they grow it on the moon and eat it raw. Your home garden is already against the law in a lot of places. All right, uh, let's uh, take two final calls. Got to let Alan Watt go here in a moment. Man, I really hate we're ending the show. I love having him on. He's great to come on with us. Uh, T in Canada, quickly. Uh, you're on with your fellow Canadian, Alan Watt. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alan. Um, I wanted to know if you guys, uh, like, apparently in the U.S., they didn't show that public apology that the Canadian government made for the genocide committed on the in the residential schools. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they uh, they take the Indians and murder them, and uh, they they I mean, just in a four year period in the early seventies, they sterilized forty two percent of the native women forcibly. And I mean, this is a murdering psycho government, uh, Alan. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was amazing. It was one ex Anglican priest who was uh, defrocked from the church, 
who stood up for this and listened to the stories of the Indians who'd been buggered by all these holy Anglican priests. No by the way, what's his name? I want to get him on. I keep forgetting. Um... I have his name here. I can get in touch with him for you. Yeah, folks keep saying, I need to get him on. I'll set him up. Thanks. And, and uh, literally, you see, you don't touch the Anglican church because the queen is at the head of it. You can attack all the other ones. And these children were, were, went through absolute hell, and this genocide was put upon them, this ongoing genocide to destroy them and their culture, and they're now digging bodies up. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, digging, exactly, meanwhile, it's all liberal, oh, don't say you don't like hot food, that's racist, oh, don't be racist, meanwhile, they're ah, killing them as fast as they can, see, that's the perfect yes. cover. Yes. God help us. Thank you so much, T. We're moving fast here because it's just unbelievable. Alan, we need to have you back on to talk about that. Uh, Colin in Canada, you got 45 seconds. Hit us hard. Hi. Hello. This is Colin in Canada. Good to talk to you, Alex and Alan. Thanks, Alex, uh, for introducing me to Alan Watt. I listen to both you guys every day. I just wanted to say that um, I knew about this a long time ago because I went to school with a total psychopath who murdered his uh, best friend's family, and we used to have arguments all the time uh, about philosophy, about, about philosophy, about uh, Plato and all the philosophers, and then this guy went on and he, he even acted in a play, a play about rope. The Alfred Hitchcock play uh, is about the psychological pursuit of murder, and uh, he went on to do it a year later. Now he's in jail, and his sister is trying to get him out. People should check it out. He's in jail in Seattle. He uh, was a Canadian who went there. Very interesting. You heard about it? Very interesting. We're out of time. Call me back later with that. Yep, the love of death. Well, Alan Watt, it's been great. Uh, cut into the metrics.com. Thanks for coming on with us. It's been a pleasure, Alex. We'll have him back soon. Thank you, Alan.